Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode, or welcome back if you've been here before to Simsation Nation. As always, with every subject and every guest, I actually put a lot of thought into what I'm going to talk about and who I'm going to talk about them with. So as always, I'm super excited about the topic and the guest that I'm going to have on the show today. Uh, this is something, ironically enough, which we'll get into. Uh, I have a chat group, uh, various chat groups, and uh, one of them was kind of dead for about six months. And all of a sudden, two days ago, uh, someone dropped in this this YouTube link to a TED talk and it's like, hey, what do you guys think about this? And then I was like, huh, he's actually coming on my podcast in two days. And it was actually an interesting conversation. So I'm super excited that people are talking about this gentleman. Uh, and the fact that he took some time out of his busy schedule to come on Sensation Nation is a very big deal to me. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Atlas Altman, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shooter, man. Awesome to see you. You know, we talked a couple of weeks ago and uh, we've been we've been chatting ever since. And I'm just uh, I'm super impressed with everything that you're doing, man. You're just an amazing force and helping so many people. You don't even know how many people you're helping. So thank you for all that you do, brother. I know you uh, you hear that from general officers all the time and uh, leaders in our community. But, you know, this little guy is like me, man. I just want to say thanks. thanks <laughs> no, for what I, you're doing, bro. I, I appreciate it. If if you're a little guy, then I, I am barely seen. So, you know, I'm super microscopic. <laughs> Speaking of all the things that uh, that we do, uh, I, I've taken a look at, at your resume, so to speak. And, and you and I have never met in person, but I feel like I know you well enough because I've been kind of doing some uh, some stalking, uh, LinkedIn stalking, if you will. And we, we happen to know a lot of folks that, you know, are kind of mutual yeah. or friends, if you if you if you will. Yeah. And, and so I've kind of been going down, looking at all the things you, that you have done, all the things that you're doing, all the things that I know that you will do. And in that I've seen things like special operations. I've seen things like uh, White House. I've seen things like uh, been in combat war zones, so on and so forth. So out of all those things, like tell me what is it that really shaped you and how did it shape you to become the person that you are today? Yeah, man. I love that question. That was excellent. <laughs> Good framing. All right. So yeah, man, my TED Talk talks about it. My book talks about it. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's people, man. Like, like, you know, because you have, you just said it, man, we have the same circles, which means we've selected the same people, the same excellent people, the same outstanding leaders, the same mentors, the same community of people to like pour into us. And uh, I, I said it in my, in my TED talk, the whole premise of it is, you know, you got to be careful who you let in your life because they will change it. You know, it's it's said multiple different ways, but if you're hanging around this, you know, same six people and those six people are drug dealers, you're going to be the seventh. Mm. You know? But if you're hanging around, you know, 18 millionaires, you'll be the 19th, you know, I like and that. Uh, be, being a millionaire ain't hard to do. You know? <laughs> all, all my friends have lots of money, but they have, you know, this this little heartbeat inside of them that's yearning for, for community like we have, like you introduced to your community that continues to grow. So yeah, bro, I'm a little person in your big community because you have some big giants that you talk to all the time on the show and off and that they make a huge difference in the world. And those people shape you just like they shape me. And that's why I always chose to be in those, those communities and you can too. Like, right. that's right. the biggest thing, that's, man. You're People right don't about realize that. it's a choice. You're you right know? about that. 
You're right. You know, it was interesting. One of those, uh, one of those gentlemen that you talked about within the same circles. I remember riding in a car with him one day, and I almost felt like I was like a lead blocker for a running back. Every time we went to a conference, you know, everyone wanted to talk to him, and I'm just like, no, 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 he's got to go, and you know All that right, kind right. of thing. And, and, and we, exactly, we got in the car one day, and I was like, wow, sir, everybody knows you. And his response was very simple. He said, and one day everybody's going to know you too. And I was like, well, not, not me, right? Now, I don't think yeah. I necessarily seek to be known per se, but if you do great things for great reasons to help great people, more yeah. people will know you. And speaking of knowing you, everyone kind of has to figure out who they are. Like, And, yeah. and that's kind of why I asked you about your experience and what has shaped you. And what has shaped you has led to this call sign. That's what we call them in the Air Force, but that, those that don't know, it's basically a nickname. Your, your call sign of Atlas. And Atlas is such yeah. a powerful name. And people are always like, Shooter, wow, what a cool name. You know, and I, was like, cool I, I was like, the, 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 <laughs> the call sign is a, a lot cooler than the story itself. But, but your story with regard to Atlas and how it yeah. got there, which is what I pulled from your TED Talk, I think is powerful. Can you just tell us, uh, I know yeah. your given name was Joshua, but everyone yep. knows you now as Atlas. So, so how did we get to go from Joshua to Atlas? Yeah, man. Well, a lot of people who who knew me who don't know me now still call me Josh. And uh, that that tells me where they are in my life. Uh, so uh, in my community, we used to make fun of the, the guys who had call signs. Uh, about five, 10 years ago, they all changed. And I saw like a total shift in my community to an operational mindset, uh, which took a long time, man. I mean, when I started, when I started my Air Force journey, people used to be like, hey, you're you're a tech guy or you're you're the guy who gets the phones. And then later on, uh, the commanding general of uh, special operations was telling me what we need to do operationally for the night so that I could tell the deputy commanding general. And then I went in and I was like, hey, you know, boss just said this. And he goes, well, I don't speak tech. I'm like, bro, that wasn't tech. Mm. That, was, that was operations, man. He's like, why did he tell you that? I'm like, I'm a director. He's asking me to convey this to you. I mean, so like the whole shift happened there, but the back to the call sign thing, I actually got the call sign twice. I'll share the first one with your audience because no one knows this, but we uh, we were in Iraq, we were in Baghdad and we got separated from the convoy that we were traveling on to get back to uh, to the, the place where we were. We were in uh, uh, the Air Force house, which was off of the side of the palace. And so we had... Uh, save their Air Force Base, which is right off of the Air Force Base, which is where most, most of my combat comm folks were. So I used to go over there and visit them. And then we had the Air Force Palace, which was kind of the Air Force sector was way over towards the headquarters. Uh, so we were we were out and about. We got lost. Uh, we were trying to catch to Sather, trying to go over to Sather. And uh, the guys are starting to look around. They're like, what are we going to do? And I looked up at the sky because I'm, you know, I'm smart. I think I can navigate <laughs> by the stars. And, and they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I think we need to turn left. And they're like, you, what are you doing? They're like, you're, you're not some Atlas because you remember back in the day we used to pronounce. <laughs> and so they're like, you're, you know, we're going to call you Atlas. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to use it. So call me whatever you want. And, and then later on, I kind of told that story to these guys. And then in Iraq, um, Again, uh, I told the story and they were like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense because you're always trying to figure out where we are at night because I'm just a night walker, bro. I mean, <laughs> uh, every time I go to Iraq to, to visit the special operations teams out there, 
Um, we were always doing something at night too, and I they'd make a joke about that. But um, yeah, in Afghanistan, we had a heavy load, man. We had uh, we had COVID, um, we had a civil war, we had rights, we had um, President Trump at the time saying, "Hey, we're going to leave." Um, we had uh, a whole host of modernization and innovation. Like we were doing things on the battlefield that had never been heard of because we were so fused as a special operations group, uh, especially at the directorate level, we were communicating like on a team that I'd never been on. Hmm. And it's hard to get there with alpha people because everyone wants to be the leader. Right. But whenever you're in the right team and everyone understands what they're good at, they're alpha at that. And then you can really move far and fast at that. And uh, I felt that. And then I looked at my team and I started asking them what they were passionate about. And I do this all the time, man. You do too, probably. I'm like, hey, what do you like to do at home? Like, do you like podcasting? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you should do a podcast show, you know? So I just found all these passions and I started moving them around into different areas. And uh, they started getting to, to specific spots. And then I took that team out to visit the SEALs. And then I took them out to visit you know, the green berets and, and the, there was a whole host of, of uh, uh, the ranger regiment that was out there. I, I deployed with almost all of the ranger regiments as they went through their cycles throughout the year. Uh, so I got to visit with them. Then I visited with the other country special operations teams. And we started pushing all this together because the team was super passionate about what they were doing because they loved what they were doing. I didn't just keep them in the job that they were they were asked to do. I put them in the job that they wanted to do, and they still did the job they were asked to do. So they were super fueled. Talent management. Move fast, right? We so we so move fast. And so you know, at at the end of my tour, the commanding general called me and he goes, "You know, you crushed it." And dude, I mean, I hear that a lot. You'd probably do too, but like, I'm not. I'm. I don't crush it. My team crushes there it. I go. just set it up. They knock it down. I'm like. There it is, domino. And I go, bop, 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 yep. you know? So I was like, hey, sir, you know, my team is awesome and amazing. And he's like, I agree. Why don't you go tell them? So, you know, I hustled back, gathered the team up, rally up. You know? <laughs> and they're like, oh, thanks, sir. Yeah, thank you. Come in here. And they started the call sign ceremony. And every call sign ceremony is different, man. Mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. one of them. So mine started with stories and they went along with that. They're like, hey, you told us what you were going to do and what you weren't going to do. And like you didn't lie. You didn't do any of the things you say you suck at. Cause I don't man. Right. Like, right. I'm not good at numbers. Don't give me numbers. I'm not going to do them. <laughs> I'm going to mess that up. So can you do the numbers? You know, so there's somebody who likes numbers. So, um, they were like, Hey, you did all this. We started moving fast. And then all this heavy stuff, all this heavy stuff. And I'm not, I can't even mention the classified stuff mm-hmm, that was going mm-hmm, on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at home, I was working through my divorce Mm. Uh, I, I, my, my COVID was making my renters not pay. So I had five houses at the time mm. and I was trying to navigate that. Um, I had legal action being put against people that were destroying my properties. Oh, wow. And I mean, it was just, it was a huge mess in my personal life too, sure. but like, I let two people know that, you know, I was like, so they found out they always I, do, man. Right. Of course. And so they're like, you're carrying all this stuff and you're carrying us and you know, you're, you're you're a beast in the gym, bro. I should show you some pictures, man. I, I used to lift a lot before I was broken. I'd go into the SEAL gym and I'd lift all their weights. I'm like, what? 
Yep. Air Force. Absolutely, man. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Oh, so people I, didn't know, man. They just never knew. So they they named me Atlas, and I took that on. And now everyone that I that I know and have in my circle, they all call me Atlas. As I listen to you talk, because um, I I heard the the TED Talk version, but it's it's even more amazing hearing it like face to face right now with you. And it's gonna sound weird and corny. I get it, but the letter A just keeps popping out at me over and over again as you talk. And, and, and the A phonetically is, is alpha. And you talked yeah. about alpha before and you yeah. talked about Atlas. It starts with an A and you were the alpha of the yeah. team and you're the yeah. alpha leading a bunch of alphas. And we, and, you was, know, you mentioned yeah. talent management, right? You've got a bunch of type A's, which is hard as a type A leader to lead a bunch yeah. of type A's. That's hard. Yeah, but man. what you did was you took a bunch of type A's and made them alphas in their own piece of the pie which right. gave you an entire alpha like pie and that right yeah. there is transformational leadership and i think that's how you did it and it's yeah. I, I hear winning i hear leadership which is your foundation yeah. winning leadership that's what i hear right now so tell me how you got so passionate about your concept of winning yeah. leadership which is what we're here to talk about yeah you know winning's contagious man and then whenever you win it's really, really hard to change paths. Momentum starts with that first win. And for us in the military, when you get that first promotion, it starts a momentum. And then the internal expectation is the continuation of that win cycle. And I've never really explained it like that before ever, but it's so true. It's momentum, man. Once you get on that path and you look to other people who can see it the way you do and you sync with them and you realize that you're not, it's not a win lose. Whenever you're teaming, you both win. Uh, it, it's amazing what happens whenever you stop looking at who's going to get the credit. Right. And that's a very common theme. When, when you start looking at the billionaires, billionaires that I talk to, they're all about people. And they're like, if I could just go back in time and realize that some of the people I had in my life were holding me back, I would, I would change that out. So it's the wins, the wins that come into your life. They all come through that circle. I go right back to that, man. Like mm. whoever you have in your network it is going to either bolster you or pull you down. Mm. And people love to see you succeed, but not more than them. Mm. So if you have to change circles to get to that next level, do it. Mm. And I'm going to tell you, like, as a prior enlisted guy that went into the officer cycle and I got looked at different because I was prior enlisted, they're like, you understand. Yep. I do, man. But I also so understand some laziness. And I also understand the ability to not get out of your comfort zone. Hmm. And I also understand that you're making a choice. So, like, there's a lot of things that go into each decision cycle personally for you to go to the next level. So, hmm. for me, it was getting out, man. I mean, I had... I had a really good career, man. I, I had lots of great mentors. I still do. Mm -hmm. uh, I just decided to go this route because I'm helping now corporate America. I'm helping small businesses. I'm helping veteran businesses. I'm helping like things that I can't help because I just, no offense, I didn't make enough money in the military. I hear you. I hear you. You know? So yep. like, if you want to change the world, you got to have the money to do it. Yep. And you're not going to do it when you're getting paid, you know, to do your service. It's called service for a reason, man. That's right. Like, you're giving up a lot of money and you're telling people no all the time, probably to 
four to ten times more your salary to just get out and hang up the uniform. But that's right. That's not you right now. That's right. That's right. But you'll know when it is. Yep. You'll know when that time comes. <laughs> Don't you know, feel hear, bad about it. <laughs> I, I hear hear um, just a recurring theme, a recurring theme throughout your both military and civilian career. It's really just, you know, putting a lot of weight on your shoulders, you know, figuratively and literally and just carrying things and, and you know, hence hence the Atlas piece or whatnot. And you're out here sharing your story, telling your story. Uh, I stumbled across, I love quotes, but I stumbled across a uh, quote from Maya Angelou the other day and it said, uh, "The there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside of you. Um, mm. And and as the Atlas theme is is kind of laid out there, and you're carrying things, what you're not doing, which I think is great, is you're not carrying it inside of you. You're actually carrying it on your shoulders physically for people to see and hear. And and with that, I've seen that you are a number one best-selling author out there, telling your story. I think like at least thirteen times or something like that. So, yeah. how how many books have you written? I've written seven books. Um, I've published uh, five of them. So all five are international bestsellers and it's not a hard thing, but it's a lot of work. Uh, most people, they don't, they'll call me and they're like, Hey, how do I write a book? And then I'll give them my process, which is, it's available on my website. Um, I've given it to what, what's your website. People. What's your website? Uh, my is leaders tech kit. So leaders dash kit.com. Mm -hmm. And it's all kits because I don't believe leadership is a one size fit all thing. I think everyone's got their own style and they own they need their own kit for that you know when you you're in the military and you're looking to deploy a specific area you don't bring your snow gear to the desert mm. you mm. pack a different kit for that so whatever works in the, in the snow may still work in the sand but it may not work as well so i look to different kits to do that and so i started off with a, a kids book series uh, with my son because you know he he was like hey how do i make money i'm like bro every billionaire's house that i've been to has a book once you start there <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah so we did that and then we did the father son teaming um where he was editing my book uh, pictures not really the words <laughs> if you if you get an early copy of my book you'll see he didn't edit the words at all and i just <laughs> left them in there um and people are like hey you got a you have an error in your book. I'm like, oh, um, bestseller, bestseller. Bro. <laughs> do, you, do you have that? And it's yeah. kind of like, that's exactly why it's a bestseller because it is what it is. It's real, man. AI did not generate that. You there know you it well, if there's errors in there. So mm -hmm. um, they're, I think they're all fixed now. I don't know, man. It, in the same sense, the kid doesn't care either. The kid connects with their parent or the grandparent, whoever the, the leader is in their life. And then at the back of the book, I have a place where they can they can tell stories. I think whenever I write a book, I write it as a tool. So um, for all my kids' books, I, I I paid more money for the best colors. I paid more money for the best book, you know, designs. I paid more money for uh, the the quality of the book so that it would last generationally. So that whatever lessons the kids are reading now, they can read to their kids and they nice. can remember where they are, and then they can read to their grandkids. And it's going to be the same book, man. You know, it's going to be the same book yep. and uh, they can write every year and it changes. They see the development and they do. The parents love that. It's a five to 10 minute story, which is the perfect bedtime, you know, time, unless you want to talk about it. So that those books all went crazy. I didn't even plan that, man. <laughs> I didn't even plan that. My, uh, my other book, my rule of three book, this one, 
actually I, I pushed it around the special operations community and it found its way to Harvard. Wow. <laughs> and they were like, Hey, we, uh, we'd like to publish you. And I'm like, cool. So I started talking to them for, I don't know, two chapters and, uh, Dave Goggins, <laughs> David, Dave is, uh, he, he runs the same circles as a lot of the people in my community. Mm-hmm. So they're like, um, you know, Dave, uh, if Dave says it, he means it. And he got out and he was like, Hey, don't let anybody publish your book. Mm. And he was talking to it like a group. And, mm. uh, and I just heard that for me. And I was like, mm. yeah, that's probably smart. He's like, they'll own you. So I was like, Hey man, I need my book back. And they're like, okay. So wow. <laughs> they, just, they, didn't, they didn't care. So then I published that one myself, but that's the book I was working on. The other ones were just like, we published it and the next day we're on a bestselling list. I'm like, what just happened here? That's insane. And then, and then we did because no one does kids leadership that's right you know? so people are and, like, they, and, and they need it and they need it yeah you you mentioned yeah. uh dave, dave goggins you know if you were to see yeah. my little miniature whiteboard i have down one side a list of topics that i want to talk about down yeah. the other side is a list of guests that i would like to have on and sometimes nice. those things match and i just draw my little lines between the two so obviously yeah. your name was up there and it's like i need to get this person on and nice. I, you already kind of had your thing going but uh David Goggins is on my list one day, one, oh, yeah. one of these days. But, you know, I, we talked earlier about, you know, the little thing I send out in advance. Like, no profanity. I'd make an exception for David Goggins because that's for just Dave. what he does. <laughs> yeah. Dave and Gary Vanderchuk. I'm going to write a note down right here. If I could, if I talk to Dave, I'm going to send him your way. That, that would be amazing. I, he, well, first of all, it's I'm just uh, honored to have read his books and he's very inspiring for sure. But back back to you, though, the, the important topic right now. Yeah. So we, we talked about some of your books, um, but at the same time, there's this TED talk out there, um, Start With Who. And yeah. I, I know when I kind of dug into, you know, your background and I watched the TED talk and it's really kind of a tribute to your parents. Um, yeah, but is. at the same time, it's like your life story rolled into like 13 minutes or whatnot. Right. Yeah. So yeah. so talk to me about what drove you to say, I need to get out here and do a TED talk. And like, how did you feel once you got it out of your system? Again, those untold stories, you just got to get it out there for the public to see. Yeah. Well, the road to the the TED talk uh, happened through my book and then uh, my future wife saw Grant Cardone doing a TV show uh, where they paired TEDx with America's Got Talent. And they were looking for short stories for uh, what they called the Great American Speak Off. So uh, they were doing some filming in the area, and I went and I and I won uh, that competition in Phoenix. And I went to Miami, and then I put myself in a room while I was still on active duty. You know, I had to take leave to go do all this. Mm. Um, I put myself in a room with pro pro football players, pro baseball players, um, people who had millions of fans on instagram these people are like people that i've seen and they're all on the same grant cardone tv show with me and i'm like what the hell am i doing here man like this is crazy Mm. um so i really started to uh to look around and i started to connect with everybody and i realized man my story's probably just as powerful as theirs Mm. when it comes to like my life journey and what i was doing except for no one exposes military leadership. Like we, we get to experience, like we fast track leadership in the military. It's, it's a, it's a backbone of what we do in Mm. everything. Mm. And we study it as the world's largest corporation 
and Department of Defense, it's the number one employer in the world. And we're part of this giant machine that no one really knows about. They only hear it from people who publish books like Navy SEALs or Dave Goggins, you know, he's a Navy SEAL or uh, someone else. They never really hear the Air Force side of how we do this. And that's kind of unfair to us, man. We're, we have elite people that no one knows about. You know, our mindset is elite and we try to keep that under wraps for some reason instead of sharing what we can with the world. So I shared a story about President Obama and it got me on the national stage hmm. and uh, it was it was powerful. And then uh, people were like, hey, you should you should talk about military leadership. And I'm like, I do in my book. And they're like, no, you should talk, talk about, about military it. leadership. Right. Right. And I'm like. I should. And they're like, because you worked for four-star generals, you worked for three-star generals, you worked for two-star generals. He's like, you worked for all these generals. I have a binder this big of star notes and like handwritten notes. I keep all that, man. Wow. And I, I had to give it to Ted and be like, here's my handwritten notes from the four-stars that I worked for. And they're like, okay, you're not lying. Because they weren't going to publish that. Hmm. My, my TED Talks, oh man, I, I hate saying it, but my TED Talks flagged. Uh, they put they put a flag on me and and Jocko Willie Link is also flagged. So I'm not sure it's a bad thing, but they don't they don't recognize like our studies as scientific because leadership's not science, man. It's an art. It's an art, hundred percent. So so they're they're asking me for scientific evidence. I'm like, did you ask? And I'm not defaming him, but like, did you ask Simon Sinek for his scientific evidence? Because <laughs> him, him and I have a similar, very, very similar talk, except for his approach is at the end of what everyone thinks is normal. Right. And mine is at the beginning and actually works. Uh, I mean, if you start with why kids do that every time you ask them to take out the trash. That's right. Why? That's right. Well, why am I doing this in corporate America? Because <laughs> we don't do it in the military. You mm -hmm. know, we explain this is what needs to get done because... They don't ask why we're at, you know, this is, you start here. I got you for a why. It's not a why and I got you. Mm -hmm. So if you change the dynamic and how you do that and you look at the people again, if you look at the people, which is what starts with it, then, then you're good, man. I just walked all the way around that, didn't I? No, no, you, no, you, you, you took the scenic route. And when you take the scenic route, you get to see more beautiful things and hear more beautiful things. And that's exactly what happened. And so I'm glad you took the scenic route instead of going directly. It is interesting because this that's is why. almost a daily conversation uh, in my office about people first, mission always. Yeah. And so I worked at Air yeah. Combat Command and I have been yeah. carrying that water of people first, mission always. And it's always a debate. You know, I think it eventually gets to the same thing, but everyone in my office is like, no, it's about the mission. And I was like, you know, we go back and forth. For me, it's yeah. always about the people, brings you back to the people. Um, well, you, shooter, you, you were in with the big brain and <laughs> the commander's action group up there. I know like there, there's a lot of probably good discussions there, but you know, oh, you yes. can't have you're right. You can't have a mission without the people. What that, are you is gonna do? that is a fact. That's that's a fact. We're gonna do. That is a fact. So. <laughs> You've done some great. You've done some amazing things. You know, Super. we all strive to be productive members of society. And you know, one of my favorite quotes that I probably mention almost on every episode is from John C. Maxwell: "He who thinks he leads but has no followers is only taking a walk." Um, and and when you can get people to willingly follow you, then that's how you know you're an effective leader. And you've done some great things in your career. You're doing some great things in your next chapter, and you'll be doing mm -hmm. some greater things in the chapters to come. Uh, and I ask this question to you. Uh, 
what is your ultimate goal? Yeah. I think everyone has the same goal. They just don't realize it yet. And that's to leave the world in a better state than they found it because they were in it. Hmm. To leave the world better than, than you found it, especially knowing that you can change it. That should be everyone's goal, man. And, and it doesn't have to be everybody. One person. You change one person. And that butterfly effect changes the world. And if you can breed positivity like you do, if you can push knowledge like you do, if you can connect people like you do, then you change the world, man. So I think we're we're both on the same mission. I think we're both doing it together. And I think that the people that are watching this show and the people that are in our community will continue to be like that because, bro, again, those are the people we change. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. with our own actions because we all believe in the same greater bigger than us cause i love it i love it another uh common debate that goes on and on which is probably uh an epi episode within itself but you know it's this whole uh back and forth discussion about whether people are born leaders or if they can become leaders so on and so forth but uh do you have any quick advice for anyone uh, because I don't think anyone aspires to be a bad leader. Um, and you, you talk about winning leadership and winning effectively. Do you have any advice for like anyone that's an aspiring leader, currently a leader, you know, that, Hey, I want to be an effective leader. How do I do it? If you were to answer that question, what would you say? Yeah. All right. Well, first everyone's born. So leaders are born, right? Oh, so, I like it. I like it. Uh, second, uh, you, you have your own leadership style. And where most people fail, especially in corporate America, man, 60% of the people who become managers or leaders in corporate America get no training. Mm. So uh, a friend of mine, uh, Dr. Santor, another friend of mine, Arun Rashaw, they're out there teaching corporate America, especially a new generation, like what to do through like a lot of different venues, including like Forbes and, and Wall Street Journal and all that. But where I'm at and what I always told them, well, I told both of them this, uh, it's like a voice, man. Your voice changes, and so does your 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 enunciation and how you communicate continuously. If you're working on communicating, you're going to get better, and mm. that's why older people, the wiser people, are the ones that have the biggest nuggets. They've been working on it for the longest, right? Absolutely. Um, but as a leader, you don't have to copy someone else. As a leader... What someone else is doing that may work will not work for you hmm. because you're different. So embrace how you are. Be you. You're hmm. the only one that can be you. Because when you're trying to be someone else, it comes across fake Absolutely. and it does not work. Right. Especially, especially if you're in an alpha environment, they see through that quick. And you're like, what are you doing, dude? That's right. You doing, you doing John? <laughs> are you doing a, a Susie over there? Like, I see what you, that's, we're using those words right now. Yep. This is what happens, man. That's right. Um, yeah. So you're going to get called out if you're in that community or, or you, they'll just be like, okay, thank you. Exactly. And then they they just write you off. <laughs> they're just write they you do, off. Man. There can never be a better Atlas than Atlas Altman himself. There that's can right. Never be a shooter better than a shooter himself and be genuine, be your authentic but, self. Yeah. I love that. You weren't always shooter. But whenever you became shooter, 
you're the guy now. That's right. And I wasn't always Atlas. It took, you know, 30 years of, right. of, uh, of study to become an Atlas. That's right. So everyone who knew me as Josh was still, that was still a student. That's right. And I'm always going to be, but now I'm an Atlas student, which is a different level. So yep. I got two, uh, two last things for you. Uh, number one, um, you, you've done things and you offer advice. You actually have your, your, your leaders, uh, kit.com site, you know, for, for some hard hitting advice because you walk the path that some people want to actually traverse. Uh, yeah. do you, if you were in a quick 30, 30 second elevator ride with someone and, and someone was interested in me, you know, becoming a speaker on Ted talk or writing a book just without giving away what's on your website, like what would you tell them before that elevator reached its floor? Yeah, man, it's a bamboo trip. So, Bamboo, you plant it, you water it, you water it, you water it, you water it, you don't think anything's happening, then it shoots up. It's the same thing with a book. It's the same thing with the TED Talk. You got to start it. And you start it, you plant the seed, and you just continuously cultivate that seed. I love it. And uh, whatever you've got in your mind needs to come out. Your story's important, man. There's somebody somewhere that's waiting for your story. Absolutely. Absolutely. I uh, I want to offer an opportunity right now for you to share your products, uh, as far as your websites, how to contact you, because yeah. usually these podcasts lead to, I want to contact that guy, you know, or gal <laughs> or whatever it may be. What are, what yeah. are the best ways for people to reach you, find your stuff, find your, your content? Yeah. Okay. If you want to reach me personally, your community only, uh, LinkedIn, I'm a top voice on LinkedIn and leadership for a reason. And if you DM me on LinkedIn, you're going to get me. Yes. I Remember? can attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere else, you may or may not. Um, so, like, if you're on, if you're one of my Instagram followers, I have a lot of followers. I just, I, I don't know. But most of the LinkedIn community that I that I have, um, it's people I know. So, if you want to reach me, you can reach me on LinkedIn, Atlas Altman. Um, you'll see Josh Atlas Altman out there. In case uh, you got my old community that wants to come back. And then uh, my my website is leaders kitcom Look, man, I have a lot of products, but I'm not trying to sell anything. Oh, I understand. At, like, I uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very blessed and fortunate not to have to worry about money. I don't mm -hmm. need a lot. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I want to help. I, I do like it when people donate to my causes. And if you want to reach me for a speaking engagement, um, I work for a couple speakers bureaus. You can talk to them and they'll, they'll, they'll hook you up with how to get a hold of me and my programs. But, um, yeah, man, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to sell anything. I, I understand. I understand. Uh, my book is 99 cents. If you're uh, going to get the Kindle version, I mean, I'm I'm literally I'm a best-selling author, but I'm not a billionaire best-selling author like a lot of people are talking about. Like, right. I have a number one book. Cool. They're like, how much money do you make off of that? Like a monthly, <laughs> like 20 bucks, I think maybe 20 20 bucks. Yeah, like, how many do you sell? Thousands, but like. Yeah. I just want people to be helped, man. <laughs> you may not be making paper money, um, you know, hand over fist like some of these other people, but you're investing in the world. You're investing in people. And to me, yeah. that can't be counted. Like that's an astronomical amount of money. So, Dude. so listen, it, it, yeah. this is, this yeah. is awesome. Before, before I, I let you go, I usually do every episode by ending with a very quick 10 question round of what do you prefer? He's not prepared for these questions, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, None of my I guests usually are. So it is uh, completely unrelated to what we've been talking about today, but we'd like to end on a fun note. So you ready to kick it off? Let's go. Number one, what do you prefer? Win the lottery or land a dream job? Land a dream job. 
Love it. Number two, test the waters or dive in the deep end? I always dive. Dive in head first. Number three, glass half full or glass half empty? Oh, both. Oh, yeah. Depends on who's holding it. Ooh, that's powerful. <laughs> Number four, ketchup or ranch? Um, ooh, that's tough. Ranch. <laughs> ranch it is. Number five, nighttime or morning time? Definitely night. I'm a night walker all the time. Got it. Number six, passenger or driver? Driver. Number seven, city or countryside? Country. Number eight, lose sleep or skip a meal? Always skip a meal. Always skip a meal. Number nine, shopping online or shopping in the store? Online. Online. And last but not least, start work late or leave work early? Both. <laughs> if you oh, can pull, if you if you can pull both of them off, then that's actually winning right there. <laughs> no, yeah, right. No, I mean your work should start. You should never stop work, and your work is in here, man. People show up on a screen or in a place, but they're always processing it. I had a a good mentor of mine, uh, an army boss of mine, that used to say, "Hey, when you're sitting at home tonight thinking about this," and I was like, "Crap, does he know me?" <laughs> he's like when you're sitting there watching tv thinking about this later i'm like man i am going to do that like for real listen atlas first of all thank you for playing along with the uh, what do you prefer but more importantly thank you for taking time out of your business your busy day and your business day works too your busy yeah. day and just coming on to Simsation nation and just one, sharing your knowledge, sharing your wisdom. The entire purpose of my platform is to share the platform of others, right? And the more yes. positivity we can get out in the world, the better. So I, uh, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you for taking some time to come on and share your experience and your knowledge today. Thanks, Colonel. I appreciate it, Shooter. This has been awesome. Thanks for having me. Uh, always, always great talking to you. I love, I love seeing your face too. This is amazing when we can do this. Absolutely. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with us here on Simsation Nation. Until next time. Bye.